Welcome to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm, all by myself tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. Joe Jr. on his way back from uh, Chaudière, Quebec. They had a great race, of course, spotted for the number 27 of Andrew Ranger, and they went to victory lane. Not only did they beat 20 cars, but they also beat the officials. So I'll tell you more about that as the night progresses. But uh, what a dynamite race. Uh, you couldn't get it any more exciting than what they had it uh, in NASCAR Canadian or NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, uh, old, hard, old habits hard to break. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight right off the bat. We're going to have the driver of that 27. Uh, we got Andrew Ranger going to join this show all live tonight. Uh, looking forward to catching up with Andrew. Uh, in the same court as the NASCAR Pinty Series, we're going to get off to uh, the east coast of Canada. Uh, of course, uh, Eastbound International Speedway is going to be the scene for the second uh, second race, for the fourth race of the series. And uh, that's going to come up on June the 25th at Eastbound uh, in, in slot number two tonight. A driver from Eastbound International Speedway that's going to make a big announcement here tonight on Race Time. I believe he is going to be in that NASCAR Pinty Series. Going to make a lot of fans in Newfoundland awful happy tonight on the show. Uh, but I will save the name of that driver until he actually joins us on the show. Uh, in, uh, uh, on the East Coast, um, uh, at Riverside International Speedway just yesterday, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour went green at Riverside International Speedway for the first race of the season at Riverside and going to victory lane, the number 42 Kyle Reed went to victory lane. I believe that is Kyle's first pro stock tour win. Uh, he is going to join the show tonight. Of course, we know Kyle's name all the way back from the beginning of the year. Uh, he was in that, uh, Rattler 300 at Penticton Speedway ended up with a podium finish there. Uh, but last night at Riverside, he hit paid dirt and went to victory lane. A real happy Kyle Reed is going to join the show tonight. Then we'll get off to the dirt world. Uh, last weekend, we really wanted to hear from Darren Dryden, a driver in the number 12 sprint car from us weekend. Uh, we, we couldn't get Darren. Uh, he was actually racing again on Sunday at Humberstone Speedway. Tonight, he is going to join the show. So we'll talk to him about the victory at the Big O. We'll also find out how he made out at Humberstone last Sunday night. We'll do that uh, tonight on the show. We'll also hear uh, Grisdale Triple Crown happened last night at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, always an exciting series, a historic series for late models in the province of Ontario. It's a three-race series, 
happens at Flamborough Speedway and has for I don't know how many years, but uh, I'll tell you, quite a few years. Uh, Bill Grisdale, Grisdale uh, uh, Tires, Grisdale Enterprises has sponsored Flamborough Speedway and the Grisdale Triple Crown for a lot of years, and they did it again this year. Race number one was last night. I wasn't there. But Jerry Paxton, a broadcaster on Race Time Radio's live broadcast, Jerry was there. And we will hear from the top three in that Grisdale Triple Crown Series uh, going to Victory Lane, J.R. Fitzpatrick. We will hear from J.R. on the show. Compliments to Jerry Paxton. Did a great job. Can't wait to uh, for you to hear all that. Then, uh, in hour number two, we're also going to go out to Canada's West Coast. All the way up to BC, and we are going to hear from uh, we're going to hear from uh, Al Lambert, and he is the GM of the RS1 tier, uh, series out there on Canada's west coast. They're going to head for uh, Saskatoon. Uh, it is uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon, and the RS1 series going to head there June the twenty fifth. And uh, Race Time Radio, make an announcement tonight. We are going to have that for you live. Qualifying, Twin 100s, we're going to have all the coverage for you, all live on racetimeradio.com come June the 25th out there in Saskatoon. We're going to catch up with the GM tonight of the RS1 Tour. Al is going to join us. We'll talk uh, more about the RS1 series if you're not familiar with it. Uh, tonight's going to be a real good night to stay tuned in and learn about the RS1 tour. It is a dynamite tour, and uh, it's out there on Canada's west coast. I'm trying to look down at my board here and still talk at the same time, uh, but I'm, I'm pulling it off. Um, it, it's a great tour out there. We're going to hear more about it tonight on Race Time with Al, and uh, we'll dive into Saskatoon. We'll dive into, uh, of course, they had their first race of the season just last weekend out at Area 27, and we heard from both winners last weekend, and uh, we're going to hear lots more about RS1. But what do you say we dive into tonight's program and welcome in guest number one. He uh, went to Victory Lane just last night at Chatier, Quebec. We have Andrew Ranger with us. What's going on there, 27? Congratulations on the big win. <laughs> Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> Incredible, Andrew. Talk about making it an exciting race. Uh, you ended up going through the gambit of everything last night in that race, but you did end up in victory lane. Take us through it, man. It was quite a show. Oh, my God. Like you say, it was incredible to put that 27 GM Paillis Chevrolet uh, first win for us this year uh, right in front of our sponsor, friends, family. Uh, it was a 250 laps, and uh, we qualified P8 uh, for the race. The car was pretty good, but... Uh, I was trying to save my stop, you know, mid-pack, and I, I passed some drivers on the inside, outside. I really like to work the high line there because in short year, uh, you can run there too wild. So uh, I was very excited for that. And uh, uh, a, a couple of cautions came out, and uh, I was able to, uh, to pass uh, Marc-Antoine Camera and take the lead and finally win our first uh, win of the season with WMI, David White, and... Uh, with our good friend, my good spotter, Joe Trinan. So uh, very happy about it. 
Yeah, awesome, awesome run. I know uh, Joe Jr. was coming unglued through that one, uh, as I was. I was watching the broadcast on Flow Racing. Uh, first, I got to say, uh, Clinton and Adam did a great job on the broadcast. Uh, love watching the, uh, the, the Penny series. So when I can't be there, I love tuning into every race. And, uh, it, it was, uh, Shadow Year. What a, what a great little racetrack that is. The Quebec fans came out in droves for this one, Andrew. Could, would have been beautiful seeing a full grandstand like you did. Oh my God. I was surprised to see the people on the grandstand. It was sold out. Seriously, uh, it's the first time that I see that there. The weather was beautiful and, uh, I was, uh, I was definitely exciting, you know, to just go there and race and, uh, the battle there with everybody was very exciting, uh, really good race to watch. Uh, I didn't have the chance to see the race after, but uh, I can tell you that I really work hard. I have a good car la- uh, yesterday, and that 27 Peggy was definitely flying on the track. Well, it was the quick, quick 250 at Chaudier. Uh Andrew, let's talk about the race here. As mentioned, you qualified P8. Uh, Want to take a look? The practice chart showed you you were like fifth quick. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, getting to the halfway part of that race, unlike, uh, uh, you know, NASCAR Pinnies races that we've seen in the past, uh, things now have more transitioned into competition yellows, say, at the middle of the race, uh, it takes the pressure off the, 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 the whole crew uh, to perform and get drivers out ahead of one another. Uh, this way here, it sort of evens the playing field, if you will. Uh, the halfway break came in this race. Uh, I'm watching, watching it on uh, Flow Racing. Uh, hit lap 126. I know, okay, it's uh, the quick, quick 250. We are now past halfway. Caution flag came out. And at that point, I'm kind of watching everything as it's unfolding. Uh, your teammate, the 96 of Antoine uh, Cameron, out, out front, you were second to him. Uh, yeah. And I've seen the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the pit road where you're going to exit the racetrack. Andrew, I could see the, uh, the, the official standing on the corner first had the flag up saying pit road closed. And then she pulled that flag back, or he pulled that flag back, don't know which one it was, pulled it back, and I seen the 96 eggs at the track, and I could see you stopped sitting there, and I'm kind of wondering, hmm, what's going on here? And then I seen you pull away. I did hear the announcers talk about, whoop, the 96 will probably end up with a penalty for exiting the track too soon. Uh, I was kind of mixed up at that particular point. I thought, well, if it goes to lap 127, because I did see you continue around the racetrack, I thought, okay, yep. it's going to go to lap 127, and Andrew's going to be the leader coming back out of this baby. What were the thoughts inside the 27 as all that was uh, sort of rolling out in front of your eyes? Oh, my God. It was complicated for I think every driver there. You know, uh, I didn't know what to do because I saw camera came in the pit, uh, but in the last minute, I saw that the yellow and red flag there say that the pit are closed. So I decided to stay on the track. But I was talking with Joe to see, hey, this is next time. What do we need to do? Uh, do I stay with the pace car? Nobody knew what to do. So I decided to stay with the pace car. But uh, everybody pit behind me. So I said, wow, now we are in trouble. So it's 
both cars, the Paye Chevrolet, both cars have a penalty. We start the 125 on the back, and we be we were able to jump in the front. But uh, very exciting for the fans there. A little bit complicated there, but everything. Uh, at the end, was pretty good. Yeah, it all worked out. It all worked out. Uh, I'm kind of glad it did because Andrew, I was, um, I, I was in total shock of what was so unfolding in front of me. Uh, communication is absolutely everything, and you know when you're watching on the broadcast, you don't have the benefit of hearing what is happening in behind the scenes, other than what the announcers are telling you, right? So I'm listening to those guys pretty intently. I did see you stop. I did see you roll ahead. Head, and uh, I kind of thought, okay, well, the 96 could get pinched here, but I can't see the 27 getting pinched. And then, yep. lo and behold, both of you to the rear. Andrew, that isn't the first penalty that you guys have had this year. It's been a rough start for you guys. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think uh, I don't think NASCAR like me. I don't know what's <laughs> happening right now, but I was definitely confused because every time we go on the track and they, they stop halfway uh, we always behind the pace car, seriously. So me, I watch the pace car, he's turning on the left side, he's still on the track. I said, okay, I need to do another lap maybe. But uh, if there were, uh, we have communication problem and uh, we have that penalty. So like you say, it's a rough start, but we finally uh, win a, a race for us. So uh, we came back a little bit in the championship, I think P9, something like that. So uh, it's a little bit better for us. <laughs> Excellent stuff. We are with Andrew Ranger, driver of the number 27. He was victorious. Chatier, Quebec, just yesterday in the Quick Quick 250. What a race yesterday. Unbelievable. If you happen to have missed it, uh, you're going to have to get to YouTube or somehow uh, and watch that race. Or I guess you can always tune into TSN next week. They will probably have it up. Uh, it is definitely a barn burner with more twists and turns than a road course, if you can believe it. Uh, it was simply amazing. Andrew went to victory lane, penalty, uh, put him to the rear for the second half of the race, but he did drive his way through. Andrew, got to ask you, uh, the 17 Castro-Ledge Dodge, DJ Kennington, uh, with the retro look out front the second half of this race, I kind of figured you would have potentially burned up the tires making your way up to DJ Kennington. Uh, he had a fast 17 car. What was it like getting by DJ? Well, uh, first, you know, I saw DJ, and uh, he was definitely fast. You know, I was trying to stay my stop, you know, see where I was a little bit quicker than him, and uh, a caution came out. So uh, uh, I started that point second right on the outside, and uh, I really like the track there. It's a small track, but nice banking, and like I said, you can run on the outside if you want. So at the restart there, I was able to jump and pass DJ on the outside, so... Uh, at that point, I have the lead, and DJ is a very good driver. I know uh, he was trying to stay with me and look my line a little bit, but uh, when I saw sometimes at the 17, I know he will not push me or do something really bad. So uh, he's a good friend. I know he's a big competitor, but uh, at the same time, we, we worked together for many, many years. So uh, DJ, I'll always respect him, and uh, 
he did really well too to finish on the third position. Wow, you guys are all friends until right <laughs> when that moment <laughs> comes up. Ah, I know them quite well actually, but it was uh, dynamite to watch. LP Dumoulin also had a really good race. Uh, you, you know the. It, it it was a hugely popular, it had to be hugely popular win uh, in Quebec to have you on the podium. Uh, when you got out of the race car, they didn't show the post-race comments. I really wish they would do that on Flow Racing. Uh, they don't do a real good job of that, probably trying to save it for TSN Thunder a week from now. But I did hear you uh, jump out of the car. You were vocal. And it was in French. What did you happen to say to those fans? Because they ate it up. Oh, my God. That fan was amazing. Seriously. I just say thank you very much to be there. Uh, the crowd was, is sold out, seriously. And a lot of fans from Paye, our sponsor, uh, we finished one and two. Uh, I just want to take the time at that point to say thank you very much to be there and to support the the Paris Racing Team, it, it, those guys are amazing, and their fans in Quebec, they are cheering for us, they are behind us 100%. So uh, uh, when I was talking with TSN and I heard them like, really, Ranger, Ranger, it was just amazing, and I really stopped to talk to TSN just to say thank you very much. It was amazing. Uh, a moment. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you got your work cut out for you, bud, because your teammate, uh, Mark Antoine, in that 96 car, he has been strong all three events so far this year for brand new race teams. The the two of you guys, I'm telling you, you got your work cut out. That kid's coming. Oh, yeah. I know, I know that. I know that. <laughs> Mark showed that uh, he's fast on the oval. Uh, you have great crew chief, Robin, too, and uh, on the road course in Mossport, he, he dominated practice. Uh, qualified was he was fast, and uh, uh, I just think with our team, uh, David White WMI, with our sponsor, uh, our guys work so hard. We have uh, we have a new car, we have a good uh, road course car. My my crew chief Caden uh, Lasovic is uh, he's a very good crew chief, and I think we we are a good team. Uh, we just need to. Uh, work together a little bit more and to show what we can do and like uh, like we proved this weekend I, i'm sure we can do more more than that so uh, we have a good program and the uh, only thing we want to do is to win some race and then maybe win a championship so this is uh, definitely our goal well you guys got the right formula i can tell you that right now you a three-time champion uh, trading laps or not trading but uh kaden lapsovich also a champion in the pindy series on top of the box uh, you guys are hitting on all cylinders right now. Congratulations. You had to overcome a lot. But you know what? That is the sign of a true champion and a true winner. Andrew Ranger, congratulations on the quick, quick 250 win. Uh, Newfoundland, up up next for you. Have you ever been out to the Rock? I've never been there. It's got to be my first time, so I'm very exciting to go there. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You love the fans in Quebec. You wait till you get to Newfoundland, my friend. Uh, you are in for a pleasant, pleasant surprise. Uh, good luck out on the rock. I know we're going to have uh, our eyes firmly planted on everything that takes place out there, bud. Thank you very much, Joe. You betcha. That is Andrew Ranger, Victory Lane. How about that? Uh, his third attempt, brand new race team, his third attempt, penalties, uh, you name it. Everything. The kitchen sink got thrown at these guys yesterday. And Andrew Ranger and uh, my son, Junior, uh, stayed calm. 
at least for that part, they stayed calm and, uh, you know, talked him right through it. Uh, Andrew buckled right down and drove his way to the front and won. Uh, Dynamite race. You got to catch that one. TSN next week. I can uh, guarantee you don't want to miss it. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, a driver that is from Newfoundland that is going to make an announcement right here on Race Time Radio next. Uh, He uh, is going to join us. I'll tell you who it is when we come back from the break. Stay there. Hi, this is Tony Stewart, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Coast to coast. coast. You're listening to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parks. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. And by Mr. Transmission. Hey, Mr. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to RiversideSpeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on Racetimeradio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how tonight's race time radio is brought to you by napa auto parts stores port hawksbury new glasgow and Ganesh, nova scotia and by canadian tire motorsport park celebrating 60 years at canadian tire motorsport park.com 
Join the celebration as the greatest drivers and cars in the world return to Canada's legendary road course for Canada Day weekend. The Chevrolet Grand Prix at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, July 1st to 3rd, features the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship with exotic prototypes and GT sports cars for their one and only stop in Canada. This Canada Day weekend, don't miss the return of world-class racing, camping, and family fun. Go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com for tickets and details. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. The first Canadian artist to hit number one on the U.S. Hot 100 charts would be Winnipeg's own The Guess Who, American woman with the band's biggest song ever and their only number one there, spending three weeks at the top of the charts in May 1970. The Guess Who were later invited to play at the White House, and because it's supposed anti-American lyrics, President Richard Nixon's wife, Pat, asked that they please not play the song. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks, and live on racetimeradio.com. And to absolutely all of you tuned in live on our Facebook feed, uh, too bad for you. You got to focus in on me tonight. No junior. He's on his way back from Quebec. Uh, from the big win, he'll be riding cloud nine all the way home. You can guarantee it. He, he and Dalen are, uh, in the vehicle on their way back. But what do you say? We get back to the hotline and welcome in a driver that's going to make an announcement right here on Race Time Radio with respect to the NASCAR Pinty Series race that's going to take place at his home track out at uh, Eastbound International Speedway out in Newfoundland on June the 25th. Our next guest is Brandon McFarland. What's going on there, Brandon? How you doing? Hey, Joe. How's it going? Fantastic, man. Hey, this is great news to hear that you, my friend, are going to fly around that racetrack, Eastbound International Speedway, uh, in a Pinty's car. This is truly going to be amazing, man. I could tell you, Newfoundland has got a, another reason to be extremely happy. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm super pumped to have the opportunity and uh, make my Pinty's debut uh, at Eastbound at our home track, so hopefully we can put on a good show for the fans. Now, it'll be the Winging It 15, correct? Is it the 15 car? No, it's the, it's the 56 under uh, Jim Bray, so we're going to run the 56 number from Jim Bray. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and, and I seen a photo of the car. Of course, we put the blank one up on Race Time Radio just to uh, build the suspense. Of course, I knew about this a couple of days ago, but Brandon, this is really, really cool. Uh, that you're going to be able to get into this race. You've had good success at Eastbound. You cut your teeth on that racetrack. Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, led a lot of laps there, and hopefully we can uh, bring it over to the Pinty's car, and it's not too, too big of a change, and we can uh, we can go from there. So uh, I know you've done a stint in Pro Stock. You've done some races in the Pro Stock Tour. Uh, you've been in a pro stock car. Of course, those uh, are going to be more nimble than what the NASCAR Pinty Series car would be. Uh, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt they. You know, the Pinty car's got a lot of horsepower. You're going to have to get used to that particular part of it. I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Especially coming from the the late models that we run out to eastbound now, the horsepower isn't isn't the same. So 
seat time now and get some laps in and, uh, you know, run the car. And that's all we can do with, with the car to understand it, hey? You seat bet. Left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, uh, knowing the racetrack, Brandon, is uh, uh, honestly, it's got to be worth two or three tenths on that racetrack. Uh, to know the nuances of that speedway, you know where to hit your marks on that facility where, you know, uh, I believe the only driver that is going to be in that field other than other eastbound participants, and I want to say Sarah Thorne made an announcement today. Uh, she won half of the 100 lap that took place at eastbound today. She announced she's going to be in a Pindy's car. Uh, I don't know who else is going to be in a Pindy's car from eastbound other than yourself and Sarah, but I'll tell you, it's a huge advantage to know that racetrack. DJ Kennington was out there. Did real good in a sportsman car, so he understands the racetrack. But to those other drivers that are coming in, man, they are at a huge disadvantage. And I'd have to say advantage to you guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely an advantage, like you said, for hitting your marks and, you know, knowing the groove and knowing where to run. Uh, it's definitely going to be a benefit for us. And it's it's nice to see hometown drivers uh, racing at the track as well. And, you know, the next couple of years, that Cindy series is coming to... Newfoundland, it'd be nice to see some more drivers, you know, get a chance and an opportunity to run in the Pinty Series. Oh, there I, is a lot of good drivers in the in the crowd. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, being the race director out there for a couple of years, getting to know all the different race teams, I'll tell you what, that rock is loaded with talent, and it just needs to be showcased. I know Patty Squires, the owner of the facility, had a dream, and that's where that racetrack came from. That dream is being realized now. At least part of the dream is being realized. Um, it's got to be something special. Brandon, you've been around since day one at that racetrack. Uh, I've been there, yeah, since 2027, 2016, I believe, was the first season out there. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome to see how the tracks progressing. And, and every year it seems to be getting a lot better and the, the fields are better and, you know, the race is harder and it's, it's, it's a lot cleaner racing, so... It's, it's awesome for Patty and the whole crew that he has there to, you know, bring the Pinty Series to Newfoundland because it is something he's always wanted to do. So it's going to be the Pro Line 250 or is it a 225? I can't remember. I believe it's the 225, yeah. 225. Okay, the Pro Line 225 at Eastbound. Uh, June the 25th, the race comes up. Uh, Brandon, going to be in the number 56 for Jim Bray. Now, uh, what do you got assembled for a team around you, Brandon, for this race? Are you going to use some of the guys from the island, some of the guys from Jim Bray's camp? What is the formula that you're going to put together for the big race? Uh, so, really, it's going to be our own guys from home who, who work on the late model and stuff. We have uh, like Josh Collins and Stan Miller. Uh, Stan has a whole lot of knowledge with all race cars, so we're going to have him there and uh, my father and I got a couple of uh, other guys that help with the car, so I think we should be pretty good. Yeah, I would say you're in good hands with the guys that you're used to dealing with all the time. Uh, the only thing that I got to caution you on, you're going to have to get up to speed or at least have your spotter and the rest of the team get up to speed on the NASCAR Pindy's rules. Uh, they do have some, some different rules that you don't normally see at a Saturday night racetrack. Um, they, they have rules that um, everybody needs to abide by, uh, and it's a good idea. I, I can't stress enough. 
get the team to really hone in on those rules. You're going to have so much to try and remember throughout the course of that event that it'll be just about impossible for you to remember everything and then do what you need to do behind the wheel of that car. Uh, so you're going to need the support, trust me, uh, but you're in for a great event. Uh, qualifying, have you played it out in your mind? Where are you going to be happy uh, qualifying into the field? Uh, as long as we can get into that, you know, the top 15 uh, bracket there. Uh, definitely I'd love to qualify in the top 10 or even better if we can, but, you know, it's going to be the first race in the car, so can't have too, too big ex- expectations. But, you know, I'll get in the top 10 or top 15 and we'll go from there. Do you think, Brandon, this will lead to another race down the road, or uh, is there any kind of talks that, uh, you know, the winging at 56 will make an appearance at other tracks, or are you just taking one at a time for right now? Uh, just right now it's one at a time, but, you know, we are hoping to uh, run some more races. You know, it is just the beginning, so uh, whatever happens, it is our first race, so we are going to get better, and we will build from here. So right now for this year, we do have one race plan, which is Eastbound, and... We'll go from there, hopefully run a couple uh, next year. But as of right now, it is one race. Well, and you know what? It all starts with one. That's how you got your start in this game. Uh, it all started with that very first race. I know your sister's into uh, the sport as well. How's she making out at Eastbound? Uh, she hasn't uh, She hasn't ran the car yet this year. She's been pretty busy herself with, with school and other things. So uh, I think uh, either the Pinty weekend or the following race after that she's going to run the legend car so oh she's she'd be ready for that uh she does a dynamite job in a bandolero i can just imagine in a legend car uh she's going to have everything that she needs i can guarantee that oh yes absolutely now how's winging it making out uh, I, I gotta say well i got you on the air you gotta give your dad a pat in the back for me for opening a winging it right here in my hometown own sound ontario uh there's a lot of communities now across canada that have got winging it uh you know in their location this is great news i can't tell you how how happy i am to have a winging it right here in own sound yeah you won't have to travel to the rock anymore to, to get your favorite wings huh <laughs> exactly but, uh, yeah, no, they're fairly busy, and they're branching across the, the country there. So, you know, it's, it's excellent. It's, it's amazing for them, and it's uh, it's very good. I, a lot of people don't realize that, uh, you know, Mary Brown's Fried Chicken, for example, started in Newfoundland, and look where Mary Brown's is across Canada today. Uh, same thing with Winging It. Um, uh, at, last, at last count, when I was out at the Rock with Bob Smith and, uh, you know, uh, we'd, I'd fly in on Friday night, we'd go out for dinner, we'd sort of preset the weekend, have a look at everything, and we usually hadn't ended up going to winging it. Uh, and uh, at last count, there was 128 different chicken wings uh, or, or flavors of chicken wings that you could get. Is it still at 128, or has that count gone up? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. I think, I think the count is close. It might be, uh, it might be up a little. Well, it could be down a little. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure where I'm not uh, directly with the restaurants or anything like that, but I think it is somewhere around that, the number that you uh, said there. Yeah, incredible. They're going to have to come up with a special uh, the weekend of the NASCAR Pindies race uh, w- with the number 56 in mind. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Brandon, uh, congratulations on this news. I know I can't wait to uh, see how you make out in the race. We do have a picture of Brandon's car. 
that we will be posting. When we post tonight's show, we're going to post that up on there. We left the blank car on there just to get uh, some more excitement built around it. I think it worked, buddy. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's a nice car. Uh, Pete did a great job on the rack, so I'm, I'm excited to uh, show the car myself because uh, I've been keeping it pretty quiet over the last few weeks. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. That's the way to do it. Now, uh, you're away at work, right? You're you're not even in St. John's right now. You're out in Labrador somewhere. Yeah, I'm up in Lab City here. Uh, so that's where I'm working to now. I've been here for the last little while, and it's, it's hard on the race schedule because of the rotation I'm working, and I'm working at 21 and 7, so it doesn't make much time for uh, for racing, so. Well, like like they say, buddy, work hard, play hard, and I don't know that's anybody right. that's going to play harder than you are come June 25th. That's awesome. No, that's the plan, hey. Good deal. Brandon, thanks so much for the time on Race Time Radio, and like I say, good luck, kiddo. It's going to be a dynamite race. Fans need to be there, and uh, hey, get some signs made up, Newfoundland. You want 56 on it, and start pulling for that hometown guy. Brandon, good luck. Awesome. Thank you very much, Joe. You betcha. Brandon McFarland, uh, he is going to do a dynamite job in that car. I watched him uh, through two years of racing, and I watched him win a lot of races. Uh, He is a very, very tough competitor. Uh, Awesome to see on the racetrack. Um, And and I'm not kidding when I say, you know, the, the value of knowing that racetrack and the nuances of that speedway. I'll, I'll guarantee you, Alex Tagliani and Andrew Ranger, all those guys would just love to be able to get inside Brendan's head to find out what they're going to need to know for that race. Uh, I wouldn't doubt you're going to see cars following the 56 around that speedway. Uh, it is going to be genuinely tremendous you want to make it to that race some other results uh just before we hit the break uh it was uh hang on a sec here i gotta pull it up uh it was the uh it was uh, twin 50s today it was the bay by the bay 100 and it was jason groves winning one half of it and sarah thorne in the 06 car winning the other half now sarah made an announcement she is going to be in the nascar pindy series race what we'll try and do is get Sarah on the show next Saturday or next Sunday, and uh, we'll see what her thoughts are heading into the big weekend. But we are going to hit a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. It stopped at Riverside International Speedway for a 150 yesterday, and the fur did fly. Amazing. We're going to hear from the winner, the number 42 of Kyle Reed on the other side of the break, and we'll find out what all took place at Riverside International on the high banks under the lights. Hi, this is Adam West, driver of uh, SOS number 30, ODLM number 92. just want to remind all the fans that asphalt's for getting there, but dirt is for racing. Coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Canada Talks. No one else, only you. Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight-year-old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions, that's their specialty. Over 350 different types. Making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. 
Thanks to your friend. Hey, Mr. No friend of mine. Join us Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Avion Motorsports presents the RS1 Cup Series to win 100s plus qualifying all live on racetimeradio.com. Tighten them up because this is going to get wild. It's the first time these professional short track drivers take on Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And 2022 Super Seal Championship points are on the line. Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Join us at the Speedway. You know you gotta do. Or live worldwide right here on Racetimeradio.com. Join the celebration as the greatest drivers and cars in the world return to Canada's legendary road course for Canada Day weekend. The Chevrolet Grand Prix at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, July 1st to 3rd, features the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship with exotic prototypes and GT sports cars for their one and only stop in Canada. This Canada Day weekend, don't miss the return of world-class racing, camping, and family fun. Go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com for tickets and details. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Alpert. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Rock of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona to the snow banks in Canada, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight live on Sirius XM Channel 167. Live on our live stream on racetimeradio.com. And you poor people tuned in on Facebook Live. All you're getting is me tonight. Junior on his way home uh, from Quebec. Uh, the big win. So you know he's riding a cloud all the way home. Uh, but let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And welcome in. I believe it is a first time. East Coast International Pro Stock Tour win for the number 42. He's been there a number of times, but he hit pay dirt at Riverside just last night in the 42. Kyle Reed is on the hotline. What's going on, Kyle? How you doing? Hey, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, but no better than you, my friend. You did it. Yeah. No, it was, uh, you know what? It was, uh, it was a wild night, but it, uh, kind of fell in our favor and, uh, it worked out. 
Listen, nothing fell in your favor. I'm following along on Twitter, and I see the 42 has to pit. You ended up with damage early in the race. I went, whoop, there goes Kyle. He's out of it. We uh, we actually had a oil filter housing liner or um, filter housing uh, O-ring go, and uh, we dumped a bunch of oil and caused a red flag and gave us enough time to fix it. And, uh, yeah, the guys worked really hard. The whole crew did a great job and uh, got uh, got it fixed and got us back out during the red flag. And then we started at the back and kind of picked our way from there. But I got to ask you the question. Any oil manufacturers uh, saying, Joe, ask them the question. What oil do you run in the cars for the motor to live like that? Uh, we, we run, uh, we actually have a, a supplier in, uh, in Fort Mac that gives us a bit of oil. So we run asphalt. There you go. So what? What a, you can't get a better commercial than that. When you blow an oil line, you dump all that oil down, and your motor lives to win the race. That's saying something right there, Kyle. And actually, it was, it was kind of questionable because we did. It pumped out, out pretty much all the oil, and, uh, and, and the guys had, uh, you know, were, the crew chief was a little worried. Matt uh, was worried that we might have hurt the engine. Um, so we, we, uh, we almost did park it, but, um, we got it, got it fixed and got it topped back up and it fired up and it sounded good. So we decided to, uh, persevere. Yeah. Give it a whirl. You might as well. You got nothing else to lose. If it's going to blow, it's going to blow regardless, but, right. uh, have a look at that. It made it to victory lane. Now, uh, I, I've seen a number of times here on Twitter following along and I urge everybody to follow uh, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour on Twitter. Uh, they do a great job with it. Uh, following along, and I see calamity after calamity towards the end of this race. The 29 of Craig Proud was right up there. Uh, the 99 of Craig Sloan White. Uh, he has won how many races in a row? He's joined us a million times on this broadcast, and it wasn't in the cards for him. The 67 of Blankhorn was up there. The 89 Nova Celtic Ford of Chisholm was up there. Uh, and you were up there. Uh, what all took place? You would have had a pretty well front row seat to all of it. Well, it was, uh, you know what, uh, a lot of mayhem. It kind of all fell in, into our favor. Um, as the night progressed and, uh, it, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy for sure. But, uh, this, this, the East Coast International Tour is so competitive now. You can, you know, you go to practice, you go to any of these races and you could pretty much throw a blanket over the top six or eight cars at any given time. And it's it just, you know, it, it's so fast. Cars are so fast now. Technology is, is so good. Um, it, it, it is. I mean, it's. You don't realize it until you go to the states. You go other places that that you realize how good the competition is here. And it, it you know, as far as I'm concerned, it, it, it is. It is the almost the best of the best that you you're going to get. So, um, you know, there was we we started. You know, we had the oil line deal. We started at the back. We got back up, and we, we ran around fifth, sixth uh, for the rest of the race. We, you know, we, we, we made some gains on the restarts and stuff like that when we had caution. We'd pick up two or three spots, and we just kind of kept 
pushing through and, and, and putting ourselves in good position. And then um, we had a couple of late restarts, or a couple of late cautions, um, and we, we gained on the restarts. And then uh, the 29 and 53 got together, and then uh, with three to go, and that put the 99 with 67 first and second, uh, me and the 88 in fourth, and uh, the uh, 67 and the 99 got together on the uh, on the last lap and junked each other, or, or more more the 67 junked the 99. But um, yeah, that kind of kind of put us in the in the position to be where we're at. So. But, Kyle, how many times? Let's think back to Riverside. I go right back into your sportsman days. Uh, you and your brother, Chris, wearing it out at the end of a 100-lap race. I mean, the two of you guys, you'd never know that you were teammates nor brothers. Uh, you, you guys both wanted to win, and that speaks to the competition level just within the household, let alone within you know the racing series that you particularly are, are in at that time. Uh, when I think back to it, how many times were you burnt in a race like this and, uh, you know, you didn't come away with the win? This time, Kyle, it finally came around. The ball is round. You had to be there to win. And by God, my man, you were there to win it. Well, you're, you're, you're correct, Joe. We, we certainly lost uh, a lot um, on, 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 on these circumstances. And, and it's finally nice to, to, to win one. And uh, and you're right. I mean, you know, Christopher and I are are, are, are two of the toughest competitors against each other. And uh, you know, it, like it, it, it was last night was uh, was a bittersweet for for me because we we won. But um, unfortunately, he wasn't able to be there, and my mother and father weren't able to be there. So, and, and I mean, the guy that I wanted this first win for the two guys was. Uh, father and, and Christopher because as competitive as Chris and I are against each other um, and, and you've seen it in, in, in Penticton when we were there you know a lot of the bigger races he's on my radio and when I you know when I go to them some bigger shows I got usually Andrew Hicken uh, in the pits and my brother on the radio and you know we're we're we're, we have really good chemistry, and, and it and it goes very well. So, um, you know, so he, he was uh, he was just as just as uh, emotional and as excited as as I was last night. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it, buddy. As as deep as the competition goes, uh, so does the support within the Reed family, uh, and that's what's so cool about you guys. Whereabouts are you now? Are you still on the east coast of Canada, or are you back out in Alberta? I'm actually on the east coast of Canada, and I'm sitting on a, on a boat on the Bedore Lakes with a buddy of mine, and uh, we're just just enjoying the evening, actually. Ah, there you go, kicking back and relaxing just a wee bit. That's what you're supposed to do after a big win, Kyle. We don't get to do it that often, but we're certainly going to enjoy this one today. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, King Racing is who uh, prepares your cars. Uh, also, the 13 was in the field, too, up in the top five. Got to give Austin a tip of the cap. Uh, the kid's been doing amazing. He's been running down south a lot, running in the cars tour. Ended up getting a win down there. 
comes up to Riverside as soon as they break the doors open. Can't wait to get back home. Uh, he ended up with a rough day uh, but and, and didn't quite finish the race where he wanted to. But nevertheless, they knew he was there, buddy. Yeah, and, and you know what? I mean, hats off to Austin. Uh, he's been doing a great job, and he had a uh, he had a a great run. And you know what? I think uh, I didn't I didn't know what was going on, but he had some late race issues there with a the tire, and uh, and and they parked it. And it was probably you know what? Realistically, probably for the best because the the way the rest of the night went, and the and the wreck. You know, the 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 wrecks that went on, it was uh, it was probably for the better. But um, you know, I mean, a- Andrew was uh, was crew chief in that car, and and you know, I mean, them guys worked very hard. They they tried some stuff, and and they they struggled a little bit in practice. But you know, Andrew and Duff and Rolly and Austin, I mean, they all they all worked very hard, and and yeah, I mean, they they're doing great, and. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the kid's going to have a, a, a great career. He's a good, good little race car driver. And, you know, him and I battled last night for, for quite a few laps. And, yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's on his way for sure. Yeah, definitely part of the team and fits real good on it uh, and good for you guys. So, Kyle, i got to ask you now, that was a 150 last night on the high banks at Riverside. Does it go far to building the notebook for the IWK 250 that's going to come up in July. Absolutely, absolutely. I learned a lot in the later stages of that race. Um, you know, I have two or three things that, uh, mistakes that I had made that, that I was starting to correct. And, uh, and some things I've learned, um, you know, when you're, when you're at that, in that position at that level, when the tires are gone and, and, and the car isn't, handling as well um you know i, I tried a couple things uh, as, a, as a driver that worked for me so yeah i'm i'm excited to go to uh to the 250 in july and uh and it you know it, it's definitely going to work to our to our notebook and, and to me as a driver so yeah i can't uh, can't wait to get back there well and for anybody that doesn't know that may have missed uh, the 300, the uh, Rattler 300 at Penticton Speedway earlier this year, actually back in April, uh, Kyle Reed in the 42 car, uh, he did the Easter Bunny 150 early April. Then he went all the way down there to Hickory, grabbed his car, brought it all the way back north again and west, showed up at Penticton Speedway, and I got to tell everybody, at least I believe this is to be true, uh, the last uh, quarter of that race, uh, Kyle, you drove the 300 back then with no sway bar on the back of that car. You had wore the bolt right off and the sway bar wasn't even connected anymore, and you still ended up on the podium. Well, we uh, we lost. Uh, we had a tire go flat about lap 60 70, and uh, we had a restart about 92, and uh, and that's when we realized the tire was flat. But by that time, it had drugged the, the Heim on the sway bar and broke. Um, so we got the tire tire fixed. We started the back, and uh, it took us probably 10 laps to figure out. But, yeah, we, we ran about 170-some laps, Joe, with no, no sway bar. And Penticton uh, uh, is just uh, the... You know, it was almost a perfect design for for that situation because of the uh, 
uh, of the progressive banking, the three and four, and then the, and the way one and two is if you can get right down tight against the wall, you could almost be wedged to the left front and, and make a turn. But if you couldn't, if you couldn't get down there, it was it was a handful for sure. So we were, I think we were lucky to salvage the, the finish that we did. But um, I, I'm I'm also excited to go back there with the with a with everything 100 percent and and see how we we shake out for sure oh that's what they make next year for buddy uh just incredible you gotta have all these pages in that book in order to have the success that you're having uh in that 42 car that robbie's machine was bullet quick uh whether it be april or even last night at riverside international speedway all we can do is congratulate you on all the successes uh, uh, what you're going to have to do now, Kyle, is you're going to have to go win the IWK 250, have your dad, have Chris right there, and then the, uh, I'll, uh, Jerry and I will join you and probably Brad Mann out on that boat the next day. What do you say? No, that sounds like a plan. And, and actually, I talked to Robbie tonight, and we had that conversation, and that's, uh, that's, that's what I told him. That's what our, our radar is, and that's, that's my my next goal. We're gonna run. Uh, we're gonna run a race in Washington uh, in on June 25th here with the, um, the car that's in Alberta, and uh, and then we're gonna go to uh, to the IWK 50 250 in July. Well, we'll meet you at that IWK 250. It's one of the only Pro Stock Tour races we get to do live this year, and I know we can't wait to do it. Kyle Reed, congratulations! You are. A East Coast International Pro Stock Tour winner. Man, that sounds good. Well, I certainly appreciate that, Joe, and it's always great being on the show and, and, and having a chat with you. You bet your brother. You have a good one. Be safe out there. Have one for me. Okay. Thanks, Joe. That's Kyle Reed, driver of the number 42. Uh, so cool to see him go to Victory Lane. Uh, that Riverside International Speedway, believe you me, when I look back, over the the years, uh, we've been doing uh, Riverside for uh, over 10 years. This is going to be our 11th IWK 250 that we've done live. And on that weekend, uh, you don't want to miss it. Uh, it comes up July 21st through the 23rd. Um, it, the uh, Sportsman Cars will run Friday night. The show that they put on on Friday night is second to none. Uh, it is a perfect precursor for the IWK 250. And I remember a number of years, Kyle Reed, Chris Reed, the two of them battling. Uh, even a couple of years ago, Chris's dad got into a car. And I'll tell you what, the guy can get it done. Uh, it was just simply amazing to watch and uh, to be on the property, to witness all of that, and to now have it all culminate into a win for the number 42 of Kyle Reed. Uh, simply amazing. And like I say, the fur was a flying at the end of this one. Uh, I know I look forward to finding out. Got to let the guys cool down a wee bit because I know there was a lot of heat at the end of that. But we will try and get the skinny on it for you uh, as time progresses here and definitely before the IWK 250. The guys have a week off and then back to Scotia. And uh, they will go back uh, under the green flag for another 150 before they hit the IWK 250. So you want to keep it tuned uh, to everything Pro Stock Tour, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Great series in Canada. Uh, really cool. 
We're going to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on some news and some highlights. Uh, and then when we come back, we got Darren Dryden going to join this show. And we're going to talk to him about uh, the victory that he had uh, just, uh, what, uh, like a week ago. A week, a little better than a week ago. And we'll find out how he did at Humberstone last Sunday. Uh, but stay with us. We will be back all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Race Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Hello, Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow. The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Uh, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins tonight. All live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. It's not the two Joes tonight. You're stuck with just this one. Uh, the other one on his way home from Quebec. Of course, coming off the big win in the NASCAR Penny Series with the 27 Vander Ranger. Man, I'll tell you what, can't wait to hear Junior's take. Because, uh, like I said, there was some penalties in that one. Uh, Andrew and I talked about it for a bit. But I know Junior was some hot. Lucky he didn't get to the officials that he was looking for. Because he probably would have got his rear end booted out of the series. So, uh, thing ha- things have a tendency of working out. But, uh, what do you say we switch the conversation over to some sprint car dirt action? Uh, we got to rewind the clock just a wee bit here. Just one week. Uh, we were going to get... Uh, Darren Dryden on the show, driver, the number 12 after his sprint car went on the Sunday. And I reached out to Darren to get him on. He goes, Joe, I'm racing at Humberstone on Sunday. If I don't race Sunday, uh, I'd be more than happy to join you. Well, he ended up racing at Humberstone on Sunday. So I said, that's cool. Don't worry about it. We'll get you next week. As long as you're not racing on Sunday. He said, perfect. That'll fit. So what do you say we bring him up on the hotline? We got him right now. What's going on, Darren? How you doing? Hey, Joe, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Fantastic, man. Hey, congratulations on the win for the number 12 at the Big O. Good job. Thank you. Much appreciated. That was a good race for you, man. That uh, what, what a stout field at the Big O. It doesn't matter what class you look at, but sprint cars, it's just off the hook. Yeah, I can't believe how many cars they're able to get each week. It's actually very impressive, and the fact that you got to make the show, it, it really uh, it makes it that much more rewarding, especially able to run up front and uh, be a competitive. Well, and it feels good as a competitor, right? Nothing will feel feel more mundane as if you got like 10, 12 cars. You know what you're going to do. Uh, you're going to be in the race. So now any kind of heat races that are done are all just sort of fluff and 
time filler or whatever you want to call it, maybe a little bit of practice for the car. But other than that, uh, they really don't mean a lot. But when you've got full fields of cars and you got to qualify your way in, that'll get you up on the wheel, get the elbows up. Yeah, exactly. And there's honestly uh, a lot of people who travel to a lot of new faces that you see each week. And, you know, you a lot of people who you don't expect to show up who, who show up. And the competition's there all the time. And, you know, at any given night, there's anybody who could be running up front. And each series that the sprint car, uh, crate sprint cars offer, it's, you know, it's a diverse group. There's so many different people that will make it each show. And um, Oshawigan is definitely, you know, our home track. And it's where we really want to run strong. So it's kind of, it's been our focus. Um, going into this season so to to start off as strong as we did it's been pretty crazy Darren when I look back uh, to that night uh, it it, it was kind of surreal really I read a post earlier that day I believe and I might urge all race fans if you can't make it out to the big O on a Friday night of racing you can always count on going to their site and watching live coverage from the race and the guys from G-Force do a great job on that I might add uh, but in looking at a tweet earlier that day, I, I believe it said like 995 days since the last race at Oswegan because of COVID, right? COVID came in and literally shut the racetrack down for two full seasons. And then, you know, we get into the spring of this year and it was so wet, you guys and the track couldn't even get the thing prepared because it was so wet. Finally, a week ago, Saturday, all the stars aligned, and you guys were able to get back on track. What did it feel like rolling in the back pit gate uh, Saturday night when you or Friday night when you went and got your win? What did it feel like on the way in the gate that night? Did it feel like, man, you know what? I think the twelve's got a win in it tonight. Yeah, honestly, it was pretty uh, refreshing after you know so many years off. Our we were kind of focusing on the action sprint tour. Um, so we were definitely excited with it being back open. Glenn and the whole team there uh, put in a ton of work, and we were shocked with how much upgrades they did and, and how well they were able to, uh, you know, get that night going that um, throughout that whole night, how well it was run. And uh, G-Force TV, you know, makes it that much better too. But going into the night, uh, we were definitely thinking we were going to be running really strong because testing went really well. Um, new car, um, so we were trying to, you know, see how we were going to line up to uh, to the field and we're definitely pretty strong in test day and after the heat race uh running next to costa there um in second place we knew uh we knew we had a chance you know i was was showing him the nose but i didn't want to i didn't want to you know jeopardize our our chance to uh you know take home that second in the heat and put us in a a redraw so um we knew that we were going to make the redraw and we started up front and uh we were able to uh get the lead off you know three laps in or so and uh pull away with it so definitely rewarding and i you know hats off to the team my dad does a lot of work as well as steve gary you know he's the setup guy behind the team how about uh like like does clean air mean that much darren in a race at the big o because it looked like when you did hit clean air man that sprint car just ignited it was going oh definitely you know more more so uh momentum just you know being able to read the lap cars and not you know jeopardizing yourself but 360s guys you know i'm definitely you know they definitely need the clean air uh, us crate guys we don't rely on it as much but uh you know it is there it's definitely a factor uh more so keeping that momentum going and reading the track like the track changes so much throughout the night and that's kind of what we've been enjoying about the dirt racing and uh kind of learning how to adapt to it and 
getting the slick track set up figured out. It's been a it's been a definitely a game changer from asphalt to say the least, but um, it's definitely rewarding to uh, be able to run up front and uh, be competitive with all the dirt guys. Can't tell you how many times I've heard that from different guys that have come off the asphalt and went on to dirt. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of guys that have done it. Uh, there are some that have made the move over and haven't been real successful. Um, but any of the guys that have been successful say what a totally different world this dirt is, and they absolutely love it, and they, they, they sort of kick themselves in the butt going, I should have started here. Yeah, no, it definitely, uh, definitely does seem that way. And, you know, the beauty is every time you go to the track, you get something different. And throughout the night, you got to stay on top of it. There's no, uh, you know, the cars dialing in at practice, sit back and hold on for the heat rays. You got to stay on top of it and keep uh, reading the track. And, and even when you're out there, you got to be able to, uh, you know, if you miss the setup, you got to be able to adapt to the track and, and make it work. So, it's been, you know, kind of just a refreshing way to, to learn. And, uh, you know, we kind of conquered what we wanted to in the TQ Midgets, so we moved on from that. And this was kind of the route we wanted to go. So um, not saying we're done with asphalt. We may, you know, you know make a return, but uh, we're definitely loving this dirt thing. Well, if you're just tuned in to Race Time Radio, on the hotline, we got Darren Dryden. He went to Victory Lane in his number 12 uh, great sprint car at us weekend a week ago Friday. I said Saturday before. Got Saturday on the brain. It was Friday. And then Sunday, off Darren went to Humberstone. Got to ask you, how'd you make out at Humberstone? What was that night like? Uh, it was good. Uh, we finished second. Um, they have their own little series going on there. We weren't going to make it, but last minute, you know, with things going so well on Friday, we were like, you know, it might as well do the extra race, get some more seat time. Um, Place second. Uh, definitely were strong. And then all of a sudden, actually, we raced again last night, first race of the Action Sprint Tour, and we placed second again uh, against a big field. So definitely uh, running strong so far this year. Who won? Who won? I, I, I uh, happen Jacob to Dykstra miss- took home the win. Jacob Dykstra, man, he's been uh, he's been good too, right? Last year's champion. Yeah, so he's definitely been the one to beat this year, and uh, we had a good run. He was definitely dominant in the heat. I didn't have anything for him, and then when we went to the uh, final there, uh, he started on pole. I started ninth. I ended up getting to the front, uh, getting to second place there, and you know, after a caution, I was able to uh, run him down a bit. We were getting through lap traffic, and uh, it just kind of ran out of laps, and uh, it was going to get interesting, I'm sure. It would have been uh, fun to battle it out with him, but... Uh, I know uh, I know they're seeing that we're showing some speed, and uh, we're definitely looking forward to uh, you know taking them off that top spot. Hopefully, right? Well, you know what you got to do is go back to your asphalt days and give them a little bit of a rub. Move them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always that in mind, right? Yeah, D- yeah. But you can't say it on race time because Jacob listens and he'll go, "That son <laughs> of a." <laughs> no, you know we always. Uh, we, we always have some good racing on the track, and he knows that we're both competitive and we're both always going to be balanced for wins. So uh, we always, you know, have some good side-by-side racing, and this year definitely uh, we've both shown that, you know, we can be up there, and, you know, he's been the one to kind of knock off that spot, so we're hoping that we can do that soon. Uh, how cool is that? Sponsorship on that number 12, I know it's got to mean a ton to you, but who have you got on there? Yeah, I got to thank everybody behind the scenes, you know, uh, 3M, HumberviewParts.ca, DJD Graphics, Expert Transmission, Total Car Care, Pudgy Pools and Landscape Sync, uh, Unique Metal Concepts, Epic Racewear, Andy Burnside, Desert Ends Insurance, BJ, BJ uh, Custom Finishes, 
M&M products, quality home appliances, Inc., and then, of course, my father for all he does, family and friends, uh, you know, as well as Steve Gary, you know, he's been putting a lot of work in on the offseason to give me a, you know, good piece this year, and um, he's kind of, you know, the brains behind the setup and uh, just the one to drive it, so it's been, uh, it's been a blast so far this year, and we're looking forward to the rest of the season. How cool is your job, man? I'll tell you what. That's got to be a cool spot to be sitting right now. Uh, next race for you, and uh, give us a snapshot of what's in the future here. Yeah, so next race will be Oshwegan uh, this coming Friday, and we're going to be uh, doing that full-time as well as the Action Sprint Tour. So uh, we got a busy season ahead, and uh, anybody who wants to follow along uh, can reach out. You know, we got apparel and everything that we'd like, love to give away to the fans. So, uh looking forward to the season and we're going full force oh that epic race where not only will you look epic you will be epic that's the way it all works with dan man you're hooked up with the right guy yeah that's the plan he's always been a you know good support um been there since day one and i was actually his first suit so we go way back together ah there you go did you make your new one for this year we so me the funny thing is i do a lot of that stuff for my clients so i'm always behind the ball with my own stuff but thankfully you know we got a good suit from last year and uh, a lot of our sponsors are the same so we're still got a suit to come and uh you gotta thank him for all, all he's done for us well when you get into victory lane the suit's gotta look good because you're gonna be not only on camera you're gonna be on film you're gonna be on everything kid and uh congratulations on the success much continued success. We'll leave a seat shined up right here for you. How's that sound, Darren? Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate uh, you having me on here. Uh, we really appreciate the time. Go get them, whether it be the big old Humberstone or wherever you end up, buddy. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. Oh, one of those guys you absolutely have to watch when uh, you get to the Big O or any of the tracks around here in Ontario uh, and, you know, south of the border. I wouldn't doubt these guys now that the COVID thing is backed off. Uh, I wouldn't doubt you're going to see more of these guys touring around. Uh, the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals is always a big event. Adas Weekend, same as the NASCAR Pinnies, are going to run on a Wednesday night. I believe it's a Wednesday night on dirt uh, at the Big O. Uh, we're in for something special all year round. And as mentioned, you can always, uh, if you can't make it to the racetrack on Friday night, uh, check it out. Check it out on GeForce. Uh, guys do a great job. Uh, Clinton, Adam, well, Clinton does a better job than Adam, but, uh, Clinton paid me to say that. So, uh, that's my line and I'm sticking to it. We're going to hit a quick break when we come back. The Grisdale Triple Crown. That happened at Flamborough Speedway last night. I wasn't there. Jerry Paxton was. And we got clips with the top three. I might add, I got a note here. Says the Pedal Power is going to air the Grisdale Triple Crown tonight. So you want to check that out if you happen to have missed the race. And keep it tuned right here to Race Time Radio. Because you're going to hear from the top three along with Jerry Paxton on the other side of this break. Stay with us. We will be back. All you're going to do is hit the break. Oh, no, I know. It goes asphalt's racing on dirt or plant potatoes. <laughs> but I ain't saying that. <laughs> you already did. <laughs> It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track. 
making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Join us Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Avion Motorsports presents the RS1 Cup Series to win 100s plus qualifying all live on racetimeradio.com. Tighten them up because this is going to get wild. It's the first time these professional short track drivers take on Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And 2022 Super Seal Championship points are on the line. Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Join us at the Speedway. You know what you gotta do. Or live worldwide right here on RacetimeRadio.com. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsbook 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to RiversideSpeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on RacetimeRadio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Gentlemen, start your engine. Welcome back to Race Time Radio. Ah, made it back just in time. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM. Channel 167 Canada Talks, uh, live on racetimeradio.com and live on our Facebook feed. Uh, just me tonight. No junior. He is on his way back from Quebec. Um, Sue brought me up to date on some of the listeners that are tuned in on Facebook. Pops Campbell, give Joe Jr. a high five. Uh, we'll do that. Mike, you can guarantee it. Uh, how about this one? Brandon McFarland. There is 56 flavors 
at a winging it express. 56, he's going to drive the 56. How ironic is that? That's pretty cool stuff. Uh, I want to remind you that the beach is going to open up next weekend. Race number one at Sobble Speedway. It's all brought to you by Mr. Transmission and Owen Sound. Uh, you know that Chris and Warren, those guys are going to take really good care of you. Uh, they got 30 VIP tickets, going to have a lot of VIPs up in there. They're going to have a great time. Oscar is going to kick the season off at Sobble, and it is the Oscar Hot Rods, the Oscar Modifieds, uh, and I'm not sure the other division that's going to be running, but I do know Oscar is going to be there. Um, it'll be a great night of racing next Saturday night, night number one at the beach. Check it out. Uh, sure to be a good time. And don't forget, you need any transmission work at all. Mr. Transmission is the number one choice. Uh, and you want to check them out if you're up here in the own sound market. You want to hit Mr. Transmission and no own sound. See Chris and... Mr. Transmission, right across Canada, 56 locations right across the country to choose from. Uh, those guys get your training fixed perfect. Uh, they do rebuilds. They do replacements. They do everything. Anything driveline related, check out Mr. Transmission, a uh, valued member of Race Time Radio, and we want to thank him for jumping on board here. Uh, Flamborough Speedway, last night, Grisdale Triple Crown, or race number one. It's an iconic series that takes place, <clears throat> excuse me, right at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, Bill Grisdale, Grisdale Racing Enterprises, has sponsored this series for I don't know how many years, but quite a few of them. Uh, I didn't make it there last night. Jerry Paxton did. Uh, Jerry was right in the pit area, of course, longtime announcer at uh, Flamborough Speedway. Uh, Jerry, part of our broadcast crew, is going to join us at Riverside International Speedway, along with Brad Mann, to call the action. We can't wait to get back to IWK, I can tell you that. Uh, Jerry, though, had to get the juices flowing out to Flamborough Speedway. He did not want to miss the Grisdale Triple Crown. And uh, coming home in the third spot, we got clips with the top three guys. Uh, coming home... In that third spot was Shane McGinnis, always a tough competitor at Flamborough Speedway. Here's what Shane had to say at the end of this race. Shane, you had the pull for this uh, first race in the Flamborough Triple Crown, and you took the jump. You went to the back to go for the bonus. Was it a mistake at the end of the day, or was it still worth it? Well, you're, you're in there, you're driving up through. I don't care if you've got a 24-car field, 10-car field. There's a lot. There's there's a lot of good racers here, and when you go green to checker, you know I think with the lap times, I could see me just gaining like a half an inch, a half an inch. But when you got a when you get a lead that much, and then there's no caution for everybody to group up, and you know, it's Jr. Jr. knows a good line here. He drives a good clean race. He got out front. And he drove the wheels off that car. It's not even his. <laughs> yeah, we all noticed that one. Your qualifying lap was pretty good, though. You had to be pretty proud of that one. Yeah, we were proud of that. And the more I think about it, when I was going up through the pack, maybe I should have just stuck on the pole. But hey, you got to put it. You got to put a show on for these guys. So. And I, I know you well enough to know you've been at this a while. And if you'd have had the pole and just run away, I don't think you'd have been as happy as you are right now. No, because it's a good workout. I'm the oldest driver here, other than Mr. Zardo. <laughs> yeah, Bill Zardo Sr. got behind the wheel tonight, and that was that was fun for a while. Yeah, yeah, I know. Everybody always calls me the oldest driver, but tonight I was able to say, hey, I'm not the oldest driver out here. <laughs> so I'm pretty proud of that. I'm pretty proud of the guys that stick with me and help me. So, 
this thing's got uh, quite the power plant underneath it, that's for sure. And I know there was there were some guys in the pits that were talking before the race saying, well, you know, Shane didn't come out for the APC race last week. we got to wonder if there's something wrong with this car or something too right with it. No, it's just I thought, you know, I'm 50 years old. So I pick and choose my races. And an APC race, you got to be here at 1030 in the morning. That's a long day. This is right? just a when fun I work, race. When I work six days a week, still... You know what I mean? So I picked this race. You don't have to beat it at a certain time. Nothing wrong with this car. Totally past deck at Delaware. Like, it's nothing wrong with the car. And it does move. It's a rocket ship. Thank you. It's it's four <laughs> years old. We just keep working on it to try and get it better on the long run. Congratulations. We had put on a great race tonight. I know we'll see you at the next one. Yes, yes, I'll be here. Uh, I can tell you Jerry's comments, uh, he texted, we were back and forth today. Uh, he texted, he said, when I was done with Shane McGinnis, uh, his final words were, I'm not going to the back in the next one. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, so kind of ironic. Uh, Shane did have the pole for the race, had a wicked fast car, uh, took the challenge, and you can't blame him, right? Go to the back of the field. Uh, only problem is when you got all those tough customers, pretty hard to make it back to the front, as mentioned, when they go green to checker. Bill Zardo was in that race. Uh, Billy uh, was, uh, I, I believe, a couple laps down. But how about this? At 80 years old, they should have spotted him a couple laps. Uh, just, you know, uh, like to say happy birthday, we'll give you a couple. Um, but ever cool. Uh, it would have been great to be in the grandstand to see Bill Zardo Sr. back in a late model, uh, back in a competitive field. That would have been kind of cool. I believe you can look forward to catching Bill Zardo at the beach next weekend when the Oscar Hot Rods roll in, I do believe Bill told us here on Race Time Radio that he was going to try and make that race. And you also know that Tom Walters is going to be in that race. Uh, tell me that wouldn't be too cool for school, seeing those two guys on the same speedway in a race, especially on that tight quarter mile track. Uh, to be something cool. Back to Grisdale Triple Crown, uh, top three in second spot. Uh, no stranger to Victory Lane or that top three. A driver that we haven't seen in a couple of years, Billy Schwarzenberg, uh, drove the 86 to a second-place finish with that uh, Spire Fire Protection Machine, and Jerry caught up with him. Here's what he had to say. Billy Schwarzenberg, you set the world on fire in your qualifying, and then I noticed the car kind of dropped right down on the racetrack. Yeah, uh, we made a few changes there in practice and definitely got it uh, sitting low, and... I don't know if it was the right move or not, but uh, it was working okay. I just had a little bit of a push in the middle of the corner. It couldn't seem to shake. So, uh, like I said there, this JR guy, he's just the master of Flamborough. It's, uh, it's hard to hang with him. But, um, yeah, great run for us tonight. And um, thanks to the guys for working so hard on this thing today. Now, I noticed uh, you, you're, you're pretty strong here at Flamborough. There's no question about that. And, and I know if you're following JR, how do I put this gently? You're still going to school. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As soon as he got around us there, I'm just trying to figure it any way I can to just, just hang with him and be there and pray that his tires are going to fall off or something. And it just it just never happened. Every time I felt like we gained an inch, we'd lose it in the next corner. So uh, tough there, just kind of hanging out five, six car lengths back and just uh, just watching him. I mean, it's frustrating when you can't you can't get there no matter what. But uh, yeah, I definitely can't complain with a second place run. 
Tough run, though, when you do 100 laps green to checkers. If you don't have a caution to kind of bunch it up and take away those big gaps, it makes it a lot tougher on you. Yeah, absolutely. That was a tough run. It's been a long time since I've done 100 straight laps. <laughs> My arm feels like it's going to fall off, just uh, wedging myself in that seat and just hanging on. And I was dying for a water break, but obviously that wasn't going to happen. So, uh, hey, it is what it is. Nice quick race and uh, ready to head home. What's up for the rest of the season now? Uh, we're going to continue on with the APC Series stuff, and we're going to hang around for these Grisdale Triple Crowns. And we'll fill in our spare time with uh, regular night races here. So uh, we got a two-car program and uh, kind of hopping back and forth between the cars, and uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. I can't complain. Fun's the name of the game, so have a great season. Yeah, thank you very much. appreciate it. How cool is that for Billy Schwarzenberg in that 86 car? So, so cool to see him back behind the wheel. Uh, seen him in the uh, live broadcast for the APC series. And uh, I, I texted Ken Spira, great to see you back, brother. Uh, it's such a valued team in that series. Uh, COVID's done. Those guys are back in. Uh, I don't think we've heard the last of that team. Uh, Mark my words, Victory Lane is not that far away uh, for that youngster. uh, uh, Does a dynamite job in that race car. Now, going to Victory Lane, J.R. Fitzpatrick does it again at Flamborough Speedway. This time, not in his iconic number 84, I don't believe. Here's what Jerry Paxton uh, caught up with J.R. Here's what J.R. had to say. Jared Fitzpatrick, you showed up at Flamborough today. I think your original intention was to be a spectator. Yeah, I, uh, I was actually had to work today, and I've been working long hours all week, so I didn't get time to get my own car done. But uh, I texted Chris House, and I said, hey, man, good luck today, because I texted all my buddies for this race and said, uh, have fun. And he, he's like, why, well, you're not coming? And oh, so then uh, he called me, and he just said, why don't you come drive this? He's, he was not feeling 100%. So, man, am I glad I did. That car was it was a little bit of a handful in practice, but I kind of knew that it was turning pretty good, so I figured it would be pretty good and put some tires on it, talk to Chris and Junior Hanley a little bit about the car, and, man, it was it was a rocket right away. We uh, got the lead right away and, and drove hard, and then I had a little bit of brake fade at the end there, so I was a little concerned about that, but we got it. Yeah. Now, I have to say, when we first watched you take this car out of the racetrack, you seemed a little bit, what's the word, a little careful with it. You want to make sure what you had underneath you. Yeah, that's the thing. I was being really careful just because you don't know, right? Seat's different, steering wheel's different, your peripheral visions are all different. And uh, it took me a while, and the car wasn't 100%. Chris and I are totally different. And uh, But, man, we got it pretty good. I mean, at the beginning of the race with Billy, that was a lot of fun. That car was fast. <laughs> I think you set the bar a little higher for Chris now. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But I think we honestly made a lot of gains on the car for him. Uh, it was bouncing really bad and, and had some some other issues in the back, and I think we fixed it all for him, so uh, we better look out. Yeah. Now, you've set the bar pretty high here at Flamborough. I don't think you've lost a race here yet this season, so 2022, you're going for the perfect year? Yeah, I mean, this seems like six in a row so far for us at Flamborough Speedway, so it's been a great year, and then uh, fourth place at Sunset, so I can't complain. Everything's great. I'm on a high, high note right now, and uh, life's good. That's all that matters. Having a good time. Keep at it, and good luck. Thank you. How cool is that for J.R. Fitzpatrick? Uh, He's the real deal. That's all there is to it. Uh, Gets into a car that isn't even his car and drives it to victory lane uh, with guys like Schwarzenberg and uh, McGinnis and so many other good competitors in that field. Uh, You want to check that broadcast out? You can do it. Get to Pedal Power on YouTube. Uh, she's going to have that uploaded tonight, I do believe, uh, is what the message was that I've seen. And uh, watch that race. 100 green flag laps. Not going to take you long to watch it. 
uh, but belt in. It sounds like it was a uh, a real good race. And we got to thank Jerry Paxton. Jerry, uh, thanks, buddy. Uh, awesome job. Uh, great. Thanks for taking your recorder along and getting us some clips. We genuinely appreciated hearing from the top three tonight in the Grisdale Triple Crown. You never know. Maybe we'll be at Flamborough Speedway for race number two in that Grisdale Triple Crown and be able to bring you the races live. Uh, and you may have, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe you didn't hear the announcement at the beginning of the show because you just tuned in. The RS1 Cup Series is going to go green in Saskatchewan, Saskatoon to be exact. Race Time Radio is going to be there June the 25th. We're going to have absolutely every lap live for you on racetimeradio.com. Uh, just looking forward to it. I can tell you that. Uh, Cole Sorensen and myself are going to call the race, and uh, we'll have every competitive lap for you. And uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to talk more RS1 Cup Series racing with the general manager from British Columbia. Uh, we got El Lambert going to join the show, and I'm going to ask him all kinds of questions. We're going to find out where RS1 was developed. I know it's Avion Motorsports, uh, but there's a lot of stuff I don't know about the RS1 that I'm really interested in finding out. And this will be the inaugural run off of BC soil and all the way into Saskatoon for the RS1 series. You got drivers like, I don't know, you get, you get Shane McIntosh, uh, or pardon me, Sean McIntosh. We heard from Sean last week. He won at Area 27. Uh, we had uh, Jesse Webb on here. He was another race winner at Area 27. He's going to be in that field. I'm even hearing names like Jason White and Riley Siebert, Trevor Siebert, the list is long and deep of who's going to be at uh, uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon. Uh, so if you get a chance and you're out that way, make it to the Speedway June the 25th. Uh, you won't be disappointed. But if you can't be at the race, don't forget to take along your uh, your, your iPhone, your computer, whatever, and uh, dial up racetimeradio.com. We will have live flight-to-flight coverage of not only the twin 100s that are going to take place, but you got to remember, too, these are for Super Seal championship points, uh, and they're going to be up for grabs. So the teams are going to be going crazy to get those uh, Super Seal points. Uh, They're going to want to do well in that race. And, of course, you only go come away with one winner per 100, right? Um, So it's going to be a very, very interesting night. We'll talk to Al on the other side of the break, and we'll get all those uh, uh, the, the, the blanks filled in, if you will. We'll do it all live right here on Race Time Radio. But we'll step out, take this quick break. Al will be on the other side. Stay with us. Hello, race fans. This is Jay Dewar, 2010 Lucas Oil Sportsman Cup champion, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Join us Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Avion Motorsports presents the RS1 Cup Series. Twin 100s plus qualifying all live on racetimeradio.com. Tighten them up because this is going to get wild. It's the first time these professional short track drivers take on 
Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And 2022 Super Seal Championship points are on the line. Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Join us at the Speedway. You know you gotta do. Or live worldwide right here on Racetimeradio.com. Racetime Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Racetime Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. No one else, only you. Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight-year-old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions, that's their specialty. Over 350 different types, making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. Thanks to your friend. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's Ultimate Short Track Race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to RiversideSpeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on RacetimeRadio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. Join the celebration as the greatest drivers and cars in the world return to Canada's legendary road course for Canada Day weekend. The Chevrolet Grand Prix at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, July 1st to 3rd, features the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship with exotic prototypes and GT sports cars for their one and only stop in Canada. This Canada Day weekend, don't miss the return of world-class racing, camping, and family fun. Go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com for tickets and details. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Racetime Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back to Racetime Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight all live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Also on our Facebook feed and live on racetimeradio.com. What do you say we talk some RS1 Cup Series racing? Now, you don't know what RS1 is. It's Avion Motorsports, located in BC. Uh, they run at Area 27, Penticton, and uh, they're about to do the inaugural race at uh, in Saskatoon. 
at Sutherland, uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway out in uh, Saskatoon. And to talk more RS1 and all about RS1, uh, we have got Al. And Al, am I saying your last name Lambert, correct, or is it Lambert? Actually, you're really close there, Joe. It's actually Liebert. Liebert. Okay. There. Now I won't forget it. Uh, I, I, I couldn't see an M, so I thought, well, it can't be Lambert. But uh, Liebert makes total sense. What's going on tonight, Al? How you doing? I'm good. How you doing, Joe? I'm actually uh, just left Penticton Speedway. We had some drivers do some testing here, getting ready for uh, the race in Saskatoon, and I'm heading back to the shop to see how the crew is making out on prepping the cars. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. You're one busy guy. Out of all the motorsports that we cover uh, on Race Time Radio, and we do a lot of coverage here, uh, weekly, of course, for two hours, I don't think there is one guy as busy as you are. Uh, you've got your hands in uh, in absolutely everything RS1. Uh, you're at Penticton. Uh, I've seen you here in Ontario. You're you're all over the map. You are, my friend. You're a busy guy. Yeah, we definitely got a lot going on here. You know, uh, managing the whole RS1 program and doing all the maintenance for all the cars. Um, we got our first race here uh, last weekend at Area 27. We're trying to turn everything over for you know Saskatoon, and then you know in my spare time, I'm doing some race directing at Penticton Speedway and. We just finished building, you know, um, five brand new cars here at my shop back in the Ottawa Valley in Ontario. Incredible. Man, oh, man. Let's talk. Okay, RS1. What does RS1 stand for? Uh, I know it's Avion Motorsports, but what does RS1 stand for? Well, you know, there's a little bit of funny story there. Um, and, you know, I might let the cat out of the bag here, but, you know, we were trying to figure out a few years ago what to name our series. You know, as we built one car, we're trying to grow the series. Trevor and I were trying to come up with a really cool name, and nothing struck us. So, you know, one day Riley kind of stuck it out there as his initials, you know, Riley Siebert. So he kind of like RS1, and, you know, Trevor and I just talked about it, and we couldn't come up with anything better, so we... And they actually named the series off of Riley. Isn't that cool? That that's a cool story, really. Uh, so he did he end up with car number one? No, well, actually, car number one was built for Trevor, and then you know Riley did some laps in it, and um, you know we still own car number one. If you watch some of our weekly videos here, we we just did a full refurbishment on it over the winter, and car number one is now presently our '64 car that runs the series full time. Now, how cool is that as well? And you do a dynamite job with the videos that you produce. Uh, you can catch them on uh, RS1. You can catch them on Avion Motorsports, actually. And I've watched quite a few of them where you actually take us through the building of an RS1 car right from the jig up. And that is something that, you know, you, you don't see builders doing, but you've, do, you've done that before, Al, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, we're we're really excited and we're quite proud, Trevor and I, of, you know, the RS1 car that we designed and built here. So, you know, it's a cool car. So part of the videos, and, you know, I wish I had time to do more of them. They just, you know, how busy we are. We only have so much time in a week. You know, we love showing everybody all the aspects of the car and how we built it and, you know, all the ways to make it a very cheap, affordable, fun, you know, to drive and work on and for the fans' car. So, we, you know, we try to do as many videos as we can to show that aspect of what we have going on behind the scenes. And you do a dynamite job of it. Now, RS1 fired up what year was year number one for you guys 
on the series? Yeah, so, well, you know, the whole thing actually kind of started as a concept, you know, back about five years ago, um, you know, at the time when Trevor was building Area 27, and we were running at that time the NASCAR series, Trevor called me up, and he's like, you know, I really want to build this cool car for Area 27. So we kind of started doing a list of everything if we would build, you know, the a perfect race car. What's low maintenance and cost-effective, you know, fun for the driver, you know, and with the two seats so we could use them as passenger cars for corporate days and training and all that stuff. So we did this whole list actually on a Sharpie and a napkin, and then we took it back to the shop, and I stared at it many nights on the whiteboard. I'm like, well, you know, this doesn't make sense. This makes sense. Let's do this. And then we finally decided to build car one. We went from a concept to an actual car on Area 27 in about five weeks. And then from there, the first car that got to BC, uh, you know, another guy bought it right away and then went from two to three to seven. And then we're like, well, let's do some racing stuff here a year later. Um, and then went from 13 and all of a sudden we're at 21 cars and now we got 27 so the series has really exploded here the last couple of years amazing to say the least now uh it, it is an affordable series as mentioned there uh is it a situation where competitors buy their own car and house their own car or does avion motorsports have all of those cars in-house and you guys maintain them you put them all together and the driver is pretty well arrive and drive yeah, so we got a little bit of a both. You know, the biggest thing, you know, Trevor and I have both been racing. You know, I'm I'm almost 25 years, and Trevor, well, I think he's like 35 or 40. Uh, his whole life since he was racing with Dad, you know, we want to keep racing affordable. So as the maintenance cost in the operation, we're trying to do the, you know, the funnest racing we can um, for the cheapest possible. So we have a couple house cars that we own ourselves, um, but most of the cars are, are owned by the owners. Um, but one thing is they can't leave our possession. So whether you own the car and, you know, you you fund it just to race or you come in as a one-race rental deal or a ra- rental deal for the championship, you know, there's all those different options. Um, they have to stay in our shop. And the reason we do that is everyone knows that's involved in racing, that, you know, crew chiefs and drivers, they always want to do stuff better. So they're trying to spend a bunch of money on carburetors and shocks and engines, and they're trying to push the envelope. As soon as that kind of stuff happens, now everyone's spending money. You're starting to do that tech and all that stuff. But if the cars don't leave our shop, no one can do that stuff. And, you know, we always say the cars are identical, but we truly mean that. Every car is built the same with the same parts. You know, myself and a few of my team have handcrafted every one of these cars. And we know if anything's changed. Um, And, you know, for the setup aspect, we set everyone up the same. So you can get out of any race car. They all feel the same. They drive the same. And we only permit a few adjustments. You can basically do the panor bar, tire pressure, uh, the brake adjuster. And, you know, our biggest adjustment is the wing. But other than that, um, we're just trying to keep it really affordable. And you've done it. Uh, and they're awesome to watch on the track. I got a point just to, uh, like a week ago, I watched Area 27 watch both races. You live stream both of them. And I've seen you on Rev TV as well. Last year, uh, Andrew Ranger was the champion last year. Uh, he went out. Andrew's had great things to say about the RS1 series, uh, the tour. He absolutely had a blast with it. I know J.R. Fitzpatrick has been out there. Uh, Gary Clute. You can hear my dog Wilbur barking in the background. Uh, it, so many good drivers have gone out there to join 
uh, a lot of the BC-based drivers, and it makes for an uh, Unreal Series event on the racetrack. But uh, it, it, this is going to be the first time heading off to Saskatoon. Uh, it's going to be different for a lot of those teams that may really enjoy the road course but feel somewhat lost on the oval tracks. Yeah, you know, we're really looking forward to Saskatoon. You know, we originally started, you know, um, as a road course deal and there's a specific road course build car. And, you know, a few years ago, you know, my, my roots and myself and Riley were oval guys. So we wanted to go play up at the original Penticton Speedway and bring our guys out. And, you know, you know, Trevor was forward a little bit, but he wasn't quite sure how our road course guys, you know, they're all joke around. Everyone knows road course guys, like, oh, oval, that's easy stuff and boring. So Riley and I went out and we did some laps and we played at Penticton Speedway and we were actually with minimal changes in the car. The only thing we changed is the left front camber and we put some staggered tires in. Um, the cars actually handled very well and were quite quick. So, you know, Riley and I sent some videos to Trevor. We're like, hey, why don't we invite our drivers up to um, come do a test at the Speedway and have a fun play day? And so we invited a bunch of our road course guys to come up and we did a fun day and everyone had so much fun. You know, they all left with big smiles. Like, hey, this oval racing thing is, well, that's fun and cool. So from there, we started doing some oval racing. We did a couple uh, two years ago. And then, um, you know, uh, a really fun track has always been Saskatoon. I have a personal love for that track, and it's it's a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's kind of like Penticton, but it doesn't quite have the banking Trevor put in three and four. But Pentic- uh, Saskatoon always has some awesome side-by-side racing. So, you know, we, we went to our drivers, and a lot of them said, well, why do we want to go all the way out to Saskatoon? I'm like, well, hang on, you'll see when we get there. And, you know, I truly believe that with these identical cars, it's going to be like Talladega. We're going to have 6, 8, 12 cars, nose to tail, side by side on restart, lap after lap. So, you know, I'll be doing the race directing there. But, you know, as a race fan at heart, I can't wait to watch that race. No, me neither. I can't wait. When I heard that was coming up on the schedule, that was a game changer for me. I went how cool is this uh, to see these RS1 cars heading on to Saskatoon? I've been to that track, actually, at the same time you were around there uh, back in 2010. Uh, and, and I absolutely loved the Speedway then. Uh, it is going to provide for dynamite racing when we get there on June the 25th. Uh, Al, I, I can't help but notice these cars, the RS1 cars, have got a real similar look, and I say similar look. Uh, they're not a complete copy of what a NASCAR Pinty's car is, but they do have a similar look, other than the wing on the back and the wicker on the front, uh, or the splitter, I guess, on the front. Um, uh, how about under that skin? What are those cars under the skin? So, so I get asked this a lot, and, you know, um, the easiest thing to say, yeah, the bodies are very similar. We'll come back to that here in a minute, but... You know, underneath the body, I would say take the rad cap and the radiator, and that's about as close as they are to a Pinty's car. Um, they're actually a lot more, you know, like a pro late model. Um, you know, back to the original concept, you know, a good friend of mine, McCall, down in London, uh, we spent some time on a jig, and him and I, you know, designed this chassis, and we, we basically took a pro late model front and rear clip and then just used a bigger center section to get in the passenger seat. So they're a coilover car, you know, they have a rack, um, underslung chassis, you know, they do have a 4.9-inch rear end, we have a, you know, GF4A, 4-speed, G-force transmission, uh, 604 crate engine, which has been, you know, very reliable for us, but 
because we're doing the road course stuff, we had to design a dry sump, which nobody actually has done that with a 604. So we had some friends up in Moroso build us a custom pan and convert it to a dry sump. Um, so, you know, they're, they're a true real race car. They got big four-piston brakes. The car weighs somewhere with the driver, about 2,600 pounds. So I actually, I can't say any names here, but we just had a NASCAR driver um, do a test here at Penticton. And as uh, soon as he pulled up to me, I put the window net down. I'm like, what do you think? And his first words were, holy crap, the car, you know, it stops and it turns. I've never been in a car that did that as well as this thing. Um, so a little bit back to the bodies. You know, they're very similar to, to a NASCAR Pinty's car, but we have high downforce. You know, some friends of mine back in North Carolina have done a lot of um, wind tunnel testing. So, you know, we got a two and three quarter inch splitter on the front of the car, which adds about 900 pounds of downforce to the front. And, you know, the wing in the back is anywhere from 1,400 to 2,000 pounds of downforce. So the biggest adjustment, you know, when, when we're racing is actually that wing. So, you know, let's picture a motorboat here when you get on the gas. If you put a lot of wing angle in the car, you get a lot more rear downforce. So when you're coming out of the high-speed corners, you get a lot more bite off, and it really frees up the front because it does the motorboat aspect. But if you flatten out the wing, it actually with the front splitter gives you a lot more front downforce and gives you a lot of bite in the front end and loosens the rear end. So a lot of the drivers, depending on their driving style, um, we just take in and out some angle of the wing, and that changes the entire carous- the, the entire handling of the car. In, uh, and it would. It would change it drastically. Uh, and, you know, when you look at the, uh, you, you know, the wide variety of drivers that do participate in the RS1 Cup Series racing, uh, you've got them from the crafty veteran on the road course to the oval track guy. Well, like Riley Siebert, winner of the 300 at the beginning of the year. Pretty safe to say Riley is an oval guy. Uh, then you get a guy like Trevor that is versed in both ends of it. He loves the road courses, uh, and, and he does incredible on the oval track. Uh, what's it like trying to listen to, uh, you know, for argument's sake, 24 drivers on what they want set up in their car come race day, or are they responsible race day for setting up their own machine given the limited parameters that they're allowed to work in? Well, you know, that, that's kind of a little bit of a challenge I have here. You know, between the Cup and the Challenge Series, you know, on the road course events, we have up to like 40 drivers, and, you know, somewhere 24, 26 on the ovals. And we have drivers, you know, like you said, from every different racing style. You know, we have Sean McIntosh, who ran Formula cars all over Europe. You know, Trevor and his Indy Lights and his NASCAR stuff. You know, Riley is, is uh, you know, from late models and, you know, oval stuff. You know, Jason White, who's doing laps at Daytona. And then we have some guys that come up from, you know, street stocks or, you know, be running Porsche stuff. Or actually, we have a guy right now that's running the, come up from the Nissan Micro Cup. So we have a lot of different aspects. And they always come to me, you know, about different adjustments they want to make, especially back, you know, you need some guys that come up from the NASCAR series. And I'm like, well, you can't really change anything. So we just put up the Panar bar a little bit up and down in the wing. Um, but, you know, the biggest aspect of the car is a lot of these guys just, unlike they're used to, they have to adapt to drive the car the way the car wants to be driven. And, you know, a lot of drivers come in, like, in late models and, and you know, in NASCAR and stuff, and they want all these changes, uh, which is which is okay for, for in that situation. But here it's more however the car wants to drive, other than minor adjustments, you know, just 
drive the car, and that's what makes it really cool because uh, they're so identical. Uh, and if someone says, well, I don't think the car can do that other than a minor adjustment, it's like, well, if you change your line a little bit, you know, then maybe the car will actually do what you want it to do. Right. Right. And it's more uh, like a good comparison uh, would probably be the old IROC series that we used to see in NASCAR, right? Those were identically prepared machines. And uh, look at the racing we've seen out of those cars. Well, exactly. You know, it's very good comparison. You know, probably the biggest one I use the bus the most is going go-karting with your buddies. You know, you're going basically with eight, ten guys. You're going to the go-kart track, and you want to do some go-karting, and you hop in the carts, and they're basically all the same. So this is very similar to that. It's, you know, it's all back on the driver. And, and the cool part of it is now you have all these different drivers from around the world we just talked about that does these different series. And you truly notice their driver talent. You know, one thing a lot of, you know, racers understand is to, to win races normally, um, you race with your wallet. And whether it's who can afford the bigger motor and who can afford, you know, the best crew chief and all the newest parts and, you know, kind of get into the gray areas that normally wins races in any form of racing. But, you know, this, you don't have that option. So it's truly, if you feel as a driver that you have true talent to race with some of the best drivers, this is a series for you because it's all about, you know, the driver talent where we've actually had a few drivers that are used to racing with their wallets that want to come and race with us. But, they know that they can't spend the money. They can't quite keep up to the other drivers. So they shy away from actually joining our races. Yeah, nothing will do it like elbows up, guys. Uh, you want to go faster? Then go faster. Uh, uh, the car is uh, here it is. Do what you can with it, and hopefully you can do enough with it. Uh, and you know what? Truth be known, at what did you say, 2,800 pounds, and it's got real brakes on it? Uh, yeah. there, there's NASCAR drivers everywhere that would kill for that. Actually, it's, you know, it's 2,600 pounds with four piston brakes all the way around. And, like, the cars, they stop right now. And so um, it's truly amazing. I've driven the cars myself, a lot of the ovals and the road course. And, you know, know, I've driven in, you know, some of the NASCAR cars, cast car, late model, street stocks. Nothing I've ever driven stops like an RS1 car. Yeah, just amazing. So uh, Saskatoon comes up. Is it too late if a driver is out there and has heard enough about RS1 wants to get involved, Kenny? Absolutely. So I'm actually, I just got back here from Saskatoon on Thursday. I was up at the track getting all the fine, you know, details ready. Um, we're presently negotiating with a couple drivers, but I actually have one seat left right now. Um, and a really good oval car. Actually, the car that Trevor won a couple races in last year is available um, for for rent for this race. So if there's anyone out there that want, thinks they can come and win with some of the best drivers in um, North America and, you know, win some of that money that Super Seal put up in the purse here, um, definitely contact me and we can get something together to have a car ready for you. How cool is that? And you can always find out more about RS1. Uh, get to Avion Motorsports, right, L? Is that where we're pointing everybody to get more information, schedules, uh, everything? Yeah, so, you know, probably the biggest news factor right now is our social media. So if you, you know Avion Motorsports on Facebook or Instagram, you know, there's a lot of posts about all our schedules, um, the entry list, all that stuff. And then, you know, all our contact information is um, on our website. And if someone wants to get a hold of me about doing a rental deal, um, just 
send me a message here on our Facebook, and you know we'll we'll have a we'll chat about it. We'll put a deal together. Bud, this has been awesome catching up with you tonight, and it won't be the last time. Uh, I'm going to be picking at you quite a bit. I can guarantee it. But uh, that's going to have to do it for tonight. We're going to have to hand the keys back to Sirius XM. But i uh, got to thank you for your time tonight on Race Time. And I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to being out of Saskatoon with you guys and witnessing these cars firsthand through my eyeballs and passing it on to absolutely all the live listeners. It's going to be cool. Awesome, bud. I hear you and I will be sitting in the booth together in Saskatoon, and you know we'll have some fun out there during that race. How much fun is this going to be? Al, thanks so much for the time, buddy. Okay, we'll talk soon, Joe. You betcha, Al Liebert, right there. RS1, you don't want to miss it. Uh, can't tell you how excited I am to be able to join these guys. I've wanted to see these, uh, you know, one of these races live uh, since it started. I'm finally going to get that opportunity now, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to bring all of you along for the ride. If you can't join us at Sutherland Automotive Speedway, then you can join us live on Race Time Radio. But that's going to do it for us tonight on Race Time. Got to thank Susie Q right here in our studio. Got to thank Scotty back in Toronto. Have a good one, everybody, and join us next Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Junior will be back. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, all live on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 